Hello and welcome to the Dad and the Sons podcast. Joining me, as always, is my two astounding companions in life. Astounding. The wonderful Matt. I'm the number one co-host of the show. Oh, whoa. Visual. I I thought I was the host, though. I I thought I I was the host. I thought I was the dad. I thought it was all like an ethereal, abstract concept that that people have debated for centuries. And that nonsensical nonsense has come from George. I'm pretty bad at Soul Calibur 6, Weedman. I'm not that bad. I won some matches. Wait, you guys played? You guys, you guys play together? Oh yeah, we played like half an hour before the oh. <laughs> before recording. <laughs> no, we played a bit. We played a bit. We had fun. Oh, you, you. So you guys, you guys played together. You guys, you guys played. My God, are um, we gonna get into okay. this? Because this is the first time I've played with either of you at, at anything. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt, remember that time we played Monster Hunter in the morning before the podcast? <laughs> Now Liam gets a turn. Do you remember all the times you like streamed together and you had VR room stuff and you you were like playing all that cool shit together? You were playing the division together and like oh my but, just like fuck me, right? But none of that's so caliber though. It must be so no. hard on you. Mm. And I was th- I was th- I was thinking about the soul caliber code that we got and I, I felt I felt bad. I just feel bad in general. And I was like, but wait a second. Matt doesn't even have a PS4. <laughs> it's it's still at it's still at this, that guy's apartment. The, the guy who stole it from me. Yeah, I'm assuming well, it's an apartment because why would he be stealing from me if he had a house? Wait That's a minute, true. wait a minute. No, that doesn't work. That, doesn't, that logic doesn't work. <laughs> I'm getting an apartment. <laughs> he might want to make his house nicer. He just might want to make his house nicer, Matt, with your stuff. Oh, maybe he didn't have any money because he just bought a house. But it, but it's okay, Matt, because cause we were smart and we made a dad and son's PSN account. So now you you can play whenever you reacquaint yourself with your PS4. Yeah, I I mean when I get my new place, when I get settled in, when I get a couch that I can sit on to actually play the PS4. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a PS4. Okay. Because <laughs> I want to get a PS4, and then I'm just like sitting on the hardwood floor. <laughs> You know, my ass is hurting while I'm hearing, you know, Cradle saying boy. Because that's the first boy. game I'm going to get. The boy game? Boy. The boy game. The boy button game? The boy button game. The game with the boy buttons that you press? Oh, come, come on. Don't 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 bring it down to that level. What do you mean bring it down? I mean, all, we're like... All, all, all games you press buttons. All games you press buttons. Boy buttons? Boy, oh, oh, my God. I just I just want to point out that like that was the title of the official Dad and Sons official podcast number the boy button. 30 something. Yeah. Yeah, press press the boy button. I remember it well. People getting angry at me for accusing God of War for having a mediocre camera. Those were the days. <laughs> Wait, what? Didn't you end up kind of vindicated on that? I don't know. No one talks about God of War anymore. It's because this year's been crazy for video games. Like, Oh, you mean better games than God of War came no, out? No, just Whoa, like, let's, my God. let's be honest. It's been pretty stable. Yeah, Sony's uh, killing it this year. What other games are better than God of War? Name them. This year? Yeah. Uh, Please don't. Please don't say some indie game that no one has played. Please, please. Into just, the Breach, just... Celeste. But guess what came out this week? Oh, my God. Soul Calibur okay. 6. Yeah! <laughs> That's better than God of War? 
<laughs> it's a fighting game. It's not even it's the same genre. Apples and oranges, right? Right? Oranges are more delicious. Fuck apples. I'd rather have apples and oranges. You haven't experienced life until you've beaten George multiple times. Oh. At Soul Calibur. Well, I've beaten George at Dive Kick, and that's that's really all that matters. We really. we had like a nice one to one spread. <laughs> what? And we and in his redeeming moment, he his his hour of victory. He uh, backflipped over me and out of the ring. <laughs> this is... I... That's actually the second time I've made that same mistake on that same stage in the same spot. Wow. So you don't learn. So Talum's moveset... Talum's moveset has a little uh, uh, spinny stance that makes her walk backwards. When you press the kick button, instead of kicking, she flips over the you enemy and does a big snake. jump. Does it? Yeah, I put I put naked snake on Talum's move set because Talum has like the two little knives that that have him always raise his arms up. It kind of looks like the the CQC stance, and I used uh, an elaborate placement of tattoos to resemble an eye patch, <laughs> and found out later there was just an eye patch somewhere in the character creator I missed. Um, apparently there's mullet hair in the character creator that I missed too, but I don't like it as good as the shitty side part. But yeah, you can well, like, he looks, he equip... looks pretty good. He looks pretty good. It does. You, you can equip your like medieval t- stage of history fighters with, with combat boots and camo pants and like d- d- futuristic augmented reality visors with, with creative use of the game's, uh, robust pattern and, uh. Uh, uh, sticker placement options, which the age setting counts for. There isn't an age slider in the Soul Calibur 6 character creator. There's just, like, wrinkle stickers you slap all over your character. I mean, that's what getting old is, just slapping wrinkle stickers on yourself. Oh. You know, I this is, like, I, I think a good goal for us to move towards as as the human race is a point where getting old just feels like you're becoming more wrinkly rather than uh, it, uh, 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 having diminishing returns of all the experiences of human life as everything becomes gradually more accustomed to and uh, and, and, and less thrilling than it used to be. <laughs> it was good fun, though. It was good fun. I mean, we might as well talk about Soul Calibur for a little bit then because you and me have both been playing it a little bit. You probably more Does than it me. still look like hot garbage? What? What no. do you mean? What are you talking about? Soul Calibur always looks like hot garbage, man. Every no. single time. No, 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 Like no. a bad hair day. You no, know, like it's not no. quite bad. You, did you like, pop it in in 9999? You played Street Fighter? Did, did your dad bring home a Dreamcast on launch day and you like saw flowing hair for the first time in a video game? For me, for a long time, Soul Calibur was like the pinnacle of console graphics. Soul Calibur 2 yeah. at the time was insane. It looks better than the Splinter Cells. It was incredibly good looking. At the time, yeah. Not now. I will admit the character models sometimes are a little off. Like their faces. But everything else about that game, and this is like I think the game's strongest point of reference as like a fighting game that anyone can play. One, you can mash the buttons and do cool shit. Is that the cool shit makes you feel cool because everything's super flashy. This is the flashiest. It's just like every time you like swing your weapon, there's just like a big purple or orange slash that appears on the screen and it makes like ching sounds and the the characters are like, Hurr! 
It's just like polish everywhere. It, it's like everyone is sweating all the time. They're all glossy. Look like well, action they figures. They are fighting. No, I... I I have I have concessions. Sta- I played a shitload of the very f- first two games, and like for the time, they looked fantastic. This one is less less of a benchmark, and there's also way more special attacks going on. Soul Calibur never did the like. Oh shit! We're stopping time, shoving the camera up into the character's nostrils, and then zooming it way back to explode shit all over the screen. I don't know, I never played 5, and I did not play much of 4, but I don't remember that going on. And in this one... Wasn't 4 the one that had fucking Darth Vader and Yoda in it? Yeah, and and The Apprentice. And uh, that's also when people's clothes started exploding. It was a good addition. Uh, And this one you got the exploding clothes. I saw Snake's eye patch explode off his face. I wonder why they didn't do the console-exclusive guest character. They could have, like, uh, Kratos on on PS3 and, like, Witcher on PC and, and... I don't fucking a Forza car for X Bone. <laughs> oh wait, that's right. The Xbox version of Four had um. Zero. Oh no, that was the Master Chief. It had Spawn. I was thinking of Dead or Alive Four for a second. The Shit. Xbox One back in the day, Soul Calibur Two had Spawn. The PlayStation One was Heiachi. Was we it? all know the superior version was the GameCube one with Link. Yeah, the one with Link. Yeah, easily. But yeah, this one feels a lot. A little, a little. This one feels a little more like a traditional fighting game. The thing that I I loved about the old Soul Calibur games was it was a little more slow-paced and smooth, and there was, like, this graceful transition between moves that, uh... What? Like you were saying, was really good to pick up and, and get into. You could just hammer buttons and do flashy stuff. That, that's why Soul you Calibur's cool. You could learn, cool. though. I, uh, you could learn. In this whoa, one, whoa. It's, it's, a, it's a lot more forgiving than... Other fighting games. You think this one's more forgiving? I think Soul Calibur in general is way more forgiving. Right, but this one is, is I feel like, a one that they took a step to, like, oh, okay, this is a home console game people are going to play for 60 hours, whereas the ones I played as a kid were, like, arcade games meant to just throw a quarter in, mash buttons, and go. I see what you're saying, but then they, like, they throw it all away by adding in a rock, paper, scissors button. That doesn't throw it away. That's mind games. You uh, get used to games. what button. Fighting games. No, doing no, 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 Random no. chance stuff like that is not. <sighs> it's not random chance. You got to pay attention to what kind of button your opponent likes to mash and expect <laughs> them to do that. And I also told you when we were playing that you can do a dodge in the middle of that clash. You can use the uh, directional buttons as well to anticipate what button they're going to be mashing. It's still rock paper scissors. Up that has extra damage. I'm sorry. The Soul Caliber police. But George, are after who's who's who, who was winning though? George, wasn't it Liam? That was winning it was so so button mashing well, well, is what really matters is, is the fun <laughs> we had i will i will say and to be fair i was playing the game more traditionally where i was sort of alternating between the attacks i knew from previous soul Calibur games george on the other hand very much liked the rock paper system yeah and Used it increasingly often. Yeah. George likes to win. He doesn't like to play fair. He likes to George win. George likes to spam. There's no respect in George, you know? <laughs> I'm going to hold that thought and come back to it later. Whenever the rock paper thing does come up, if you don't even like it, you can just press the block button and you're good. You mean every 10 seconds when you were doing it? Yeah. 
And you can exploit that. If I'm doing it, then you can, like, figure out that I'm doing it. There's that parry move that it begins. You can grab me during that. I mean, my finger's on R1. It's not anywhere near the attack buttons, and that's where your finger's got to be to counter that. I enjoyed our matches. I'm not complaining about them. I won most I'm of them. I'm sure you, you 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 know enjoyed it, but um, it's eventually you'll overall, uh, learn the difference overall, between, like... I think I think this is just good news for Soul Calibur. It's, in, it's an enjoyable game. And, and gradually you'll you'll learn to enjoy the uh, subtle differences between a, a reversal edge and a critical edge and a guard impact and a counter and a uh, and and a, and a clash dodge reversal Hadouken spooking. I, I just <laughs> like how you know for people who don't know you and they listen to you, you you're like romanticizing button mashing. You know, it's just like oh yeah, the critical. You, you're saying all these names out, but really, when you get down to it, you're just like smashing the buttons. Like, why am I not winning? <laughs> no, no, no. He he he's pretty. Six is not a button masher. <laughs> he's pretty strategic. He he does the same moves over and over again. He he waits. He tries to wait for his opportunity to do the same Hold thing. On. Repeat that again. He what he what. No, do no, it's not way? like it's not like random button mashing. He he uses the same buttons strategically. He he doesn't just randomly button mash. Uh, he this sounds like dive kick again. What is using the same button strategically other than a description of like I don't know every video game ever? No, because I mean you wouldn't use other buttons. You would just necessarily use R one and then the the oh, fancy combo. Oh. Where you did the fire punch. I'm in the middle of my fighting game on my Sony PlayStation 4 (laughs) Entertainment Advice. Let me walk over to my computer and start pressing buttons there. Also, going back to graphically talking about Soul Calibur, I want to defend it because this game has polish all over the place. It's really like all the stages. Yeah, even on the characters, they're super shiny. No, 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 no. Like all the stages have like the uh, are gorgeous, and they have like swinging intros with like voiceovers. Like polish doesn't just mean like not buggy and not looking good. It just like everything you, is like good. Like if you compare I, I, it to like Street Fighter Five that came out with like no story mode, no arcade mode, or something. Have it you still doesn't have a story, story mode, modes? and it's it fucking ugly. <laughs> It's ugly it's as nice. shit. No one will ever convince me that Street Fighter V is a good-looking game because it's not. It's ugly. Wait, it's, it's, it's cool. No, it is not. It's it disgusting. It's disgusting it's at times. I think it looks like on par- I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to Did you get into the single-player games cuz that's when you start to like notice the budget cuts. <laughs> Yo, I mean... the single-player story is so garbage. It's so Wait, garbage. Street Fighter or Soul Street Calibur? Fighter. Oh yeah, oh, cuz it's yeah, not existent yeah, cuz that's that's Always been the thing about but Soul Calibur. But at least, like, Soul like Calibur has, like, a ton of modes that you can use. Yeah, Like, some of them are not so mm, great. Yeah. But some are pretty good. You I mean, I have yet modes. to find an aspect of the game that I, like, really and truly dislike. I'm still figuring out how the custom The character customization specials. thing, although is good, is cumbersome. And it's hard the to find... The menus are kind of laggy yeah, in general. And it's it's to hard to it. find other people's creations. You can only do it randomly. Instead of searching for stuff, By which is up with them. stupid. And also, I spent a good hour creating a custom character, and then the new mode for this Soul Calibur oh, game is called yeah, Libra that of Souls. pissed me off. And, you c- and it, it, the whole point of Libra of Souls is to create a custom character and then go and do like the retold yeah. story of the Soul Edge. 
with, Tr- your, with your own character. character. With your own character. Like, it's like an RPG. But you can't but... import <laughs> the character yeah. you just made in the character creator into Libra of Souls. You have to make a whole what, what... entire new character... Your Libra character is going to be exclusive to that mode. It's so, so anyone who does not stupid. have the game, don't spend a lot of time on the character creator in Libra of Souls if you want people on the internet to see your character creator stuff. Or don't I, do what I did, which is spend ages making a character, thinking, well, of course you can import. Oof. You can, of course, you can import your character into. Libra of Souls. That would be the dumbest shit. And then go into Libra of Souls and then you can't customize... You can't import the custom character you just made so you don't play it for three days because you're like, well, fuck I'm this. Still, I'm still having fun. I, I made a... a it's I fun. spent my sweet-ass time making a naked snake. I, I gave him, like, camo pattern pants. I, I used the stickers to, to do the eye patch, even the knee pad. Even the neck microphone is on there somewhere. I got real detailed with it. You can just slap a gun onto your characters. There's a gun somewhere in the in the character creator. So Naked Snake has, like, an antique medieval flintlock pistol <laughs> on his belt. And then uh, for Libra of Souls, I made a, a cute tiny girl with a deep demon voice. Uh, but yeah um, wow. budget cuts there's not a lot of stages in this one and in the Libra Souls mode when you uh, go on an expedition into the into the, the ocean if you have to sail your character across the seas sometimes there'll be random encounters on your way and it'll be like oh no a new challenger appears and a little story pop up will be like assassins are, are awaking you in the night and I was like oh okay I guess like my ship is being boarded and it will load into a forest map when you're like in the middle of the Indian Ocean, <laughs> they look good though. They look good. Yeah. I suppose. I mean, uh, they like actually. You know, speaking of polish, they uh, like like did some some bump mapping on on Tacky's nipples, as is normal for Soul Calibur. Wow. Impressive. Do you guys remember that in Soul Calibur 2 when you're like an 11 year old boy and you plop it in and you're like, wow, they actually bothered to, to give Tacky's nipples a poly count? Well, I wasn't necessarily looking at the that particular part of the breast, but okay. Oh, oh, are you more of a of a they they bothered to to animate it at a all. poly count to Tacky's butt crack kind of yeah. guy? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you'll be very displeased by Evie's. Uh... <laughs> okay, we're we're not diving into the subject. We're we're just gonna back up. We're just gonna back up here. The the quality and the polish of the tacky model in every one of these games is above <laughs> and beyond. Am I right, guys? Hey, they, they know where they're spending the budget. That's I mean, they've got a focus. Everyone and they, else looks they, like they nail that. <laughs> they spend all their budget on Tacky's nipples. I will admit, Geralt, <laughs> Geralt looks pretty respectable. He looks like Geralt. I don't know whether well, they. Well, I wonder. Yeah, they could have just ported the model over. Well, it depends if it uses the same engine or the modeling software, whatever they model. Yeah. No, but... isn't it easy, Liam? Isn't making games easy? Can't you just port a model over? Super easy, Matt. Like, okay, you never okay. even, you never even would even have to think about it. Do you know what? It's, do you know what? It's easier to import a model from one engine to another 
or like from Blender to something than it is to set up a mumble server. Um, I mean, they're all oof, like oof. made in, in either <laughs> like Blender, or 3ds, or Maya, or whatever. It's it's like you you save and export the model into whatever other tool is. Like I anyway, I don't know um, shit about modeling. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Soul Calibur Six is is good. It's fine. I I don't know if it will take the same place in my heart as the older two the first two did but i'm having a blast with it right now and i'm looking forward to to learning it and figuring out more and uh and and let's see what's the uh the 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 reg line i'm gonna practice and play soul caliber six on the go and come back and kick your ass (laughs) well i await the day Get good scrub. Maybe this time I won't jump off the edge. <laughs> Get good scrub. But yeah, uh, what else? A lot of good games came out this week. We got Soul Calibur 6. Fuck yeah, I did. We got um, uh, The Thronebreaker. Oh yeah, speaking of, of the adventures of of, of, <laughs> of of Gerald of Riviera, um, the, the Thronebreaker single-player like campaign of the of the Gwent franchise came out. I actually want to give that a try. It's got like okay-ish reviews, really reviews, early was to mid-80s. prior, or was this like a surprise release? Because I'd never heard of it until last week. It's about time. Um, it just never really got a lot of press or marketing. I saw it at Gamescom two, a year and a half ago. So it's Whoa. it's been known about for a while. Uh, and the the return of the Obradin, um, Papers Please creator made a new game that has oh. just as cool of an art style. It does. Uh, Liam, I helped you've been out. Playing that, haven't you? Yeah. Wait, what? what, what, what? Did you, George? You liked my tweet. <laughs> yeah, but that was like t- two a.m. last night before I went to bed doing mental exercises, p- memorizing my my talum combos. Do you just like everything I post? Is that nice of you? I I, I like I like everyone. Ah, I like you. <laughs> Do you hear that, Matt? At least someone does. Yeah. Oh, what? I was oh. saying that to everyone, including the listeners. Exactly. Every How special do you feel them. now, Liam? How special do you feel <laughs> Matt, now? We had, we, it was so funny. Like after the shade you threw last week, there was just people in the YouTube comments like, "I love you, Liam," and I'm like, "Thanks, guys." <laughs> Which is what you wanted. <laughs> I hope Matt does too. I hope Matt does too. <laughs> no, I only want, I only want, you know, to be to be noticed by my senpai. <laughs> the visual. <laughs> you ever want to come over there in December, Liam? You make me want to come over in December. You know, I'm trying. I'm just. Try- I'm trying to convince you, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. How did, how did you help out in this this old timey game? Uh, this- so Lucas Pope, who is a very 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 smart dude and also a very lovely guy, he actually lives here in Japan. He. uh Lives Who doesn't? Over in, oh my god! Japan. I don't know. These days, everyone's yeah. moving over here. The Into the Breach guys are over here right now as well. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I know. Um, but Lucas, you know, he comes to events and stuff like that, and I've been lucky enough to get to know him uh, over the past couple of years. And he asked my help on some like voice uh, work 
stuff on it, like checking like British language and Welsh language, and because all the characters are of like mostly British descent, because it's about a British ship, and also just basically asking my opinion about the game and stuff like that. And uh, he was, I, I obviously did it all for free, and I was just emailing him back and forth and checking some stuff for him, and I didn't think anything of it. He basically just asked for my help on a couple of things and then uh, he was kind enough I spoke to him on the day at launch the other day and uh, he was kind enough to say oh yeah I put you in the extra credits and I was like oh wow that's fucking amazing Um, and then I looked at the credits uh, as I I was playing the game and there are not many people credited in that game so it highlights even more how crazy that he would do that which is really cool <clears throat> that 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 term extra credits does that refer to the uh, special thanks in the credits? It's pretty much the special thanks. It's just oh. a different name because there are a couple of people under there, like Greg Rice from uh, Double Fine and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, it's whatever Lucas just named the extra people who did stuff. What about the the YouTube channel extra credits? Is that a reference to that? Because I I have I always no thought idea. it was like schoolwork this whole time. I know you guys think maybe extra credit, getting extra credits. I think maybe it's just right. he didn't have a title for these people. Like, mm-hmm. so just either special thanks or extra credits works. I mean, Lucas is American, so he will know what extra credit means. I don't know if extra credit, it just sounds so like it's, yeah, it's credit. It's like extra credit. Uh, yeah. I guess. Also, you are in the credits of, uh, of of hit popular new video game, Return of the Obra. Did. Put that on your resume. Yeah, speaking of, I'm in two credits for two games that come out in two weeks, which is a first for me. Whoa. I, I'm surprised to hear that I'm credited in Red Dead Redemption 2 that comes out this week as well. Wait, Wait, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, you haven't worked there in years, though. Uh, yeah, but that tells you how long games take to make. I did technically work on Red Dead Redemption did you do 2. Some, just some shading on the horse testicles? Just three years ago. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> George, that was a secret between us. I went on extensive research trips for that. Uh, you you, you research the, the horse, yeah, yeah. What what kind of research are we talking about here? Yeah. Talking about the full on fondle. The, okay, so you had the measuring going on. No, it like, was like, like a measuring you, so tape. You, so you know, like the 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 secret is out that the balls of the horse uh, react to how cold it is. Mm-hmm. So our extensive testing was that I would put my hand in hot water or cold water or hold like an ice cold pack and then I would basically just touch the horse's balls at various times to see whether it would uh, constrict or not. And so so and then when, we, when you we touch, what did they feel up? like? Everything. How 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 wrinkly were they? <laughs> they were pretty smooth. Not yeah, like not like let's keep going, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not like a baby's bottom or anything. It was more like uh <laughs> Did they shrivel up? <laughs> Wait, do they shave? Do they shave the horse? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> In the video game, like, is, is there a hair shave I'll have on you the horse know, testicles? Matt. I'll have you know, Matt, they wax the horse first, actually. God, di- this is a trip, wow. because, I mean... That's it's, bad. of course, all false information. I have no idea what they did. <laughs> we <laughs> those we <horse> very... <laughs> 
Like, 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 we very conscientiously chose last week not to talk about Rockstar much for obvious reasons. If you look at any game media that's not this yeah, podcast, but everyone will know that but... it's kind of okay to talk about it now. Now that the game's gone gold and your place in the credits is permanent. <laughs> yeah, I can sort of say what I want now. But, but before, but, before but we, if we do... You still are if, liable. But so. if we, no, because, no, nah, I think it's okay now based on the news that we might get to. Um, well, actually, no, the news that we've got is like nothing to do with it. But before we do move on to anything like that, let me just talk about Oberdin because aside yeah. from being very lucky to have helped Lucas out on it. It, I've been playing it, and it is so good. Is it? It looks, it kind, is, of, it looks kind of boring, I ain't gonna lie. It is weird, pictures. because, like, games like, what you would imagine it's like, like, uh, <clears throat> maybe games like What Remains of Edith Finch, or, um, what's that other one that's about, like, a ghost... Well, what's it called? George, come on, you'll know. Uh, there's a ghost. You walk around and... following like spirits, and you talk to, like, oh, sl- the cop. There's the cop one. Oh, the usual suspect. suspect murdered soul yeah. suspect. No, 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 no. It's it's like <laughs> that one, one was the good one. Trick. One of the walking simulator ones. Where everyone um, in that town um, was Ethan, white. Ethan, Ethan, the vanishing Ethan. of Ethan Carter. That's yeah. the one. Vanishing of Ethan Carter. That's the one. There's a lot of people who try to think it was like that. It definitely is not. Um, Oberdin is a really hard game to explain, but it's fucking amazing, in the sense that it's hard, but it's not hard in like a video game difficulty. It's like critical thinking. And subtle no. noticing of things, and it doesn't hold your hand at all. And the way Lucas has presented it is that it very much unfolds at, at, at a pace that allows you to sort of soak everything in while also second guessing yourself about stuff. So the premise is <clears throat> you have this ship called the Oberdin that went missing at sea. Uh, it was just like a you know like a passenger ship that was carrying some stuff. It was not like a pirate ship or anything. And then basically what happens is like seven years later, it just like returns to the port and everyone, everyone is dead on, on the ship. Uh, it's just like skeletons, skeletons all over the ship. So it's your job as like an insurance inspector (laughs) to go on the ship and then log what happened or, huh. or do your best to sort of understand the the fate of the ship and you know sort of assess uh, the fate of yeah, everyone right mystery thing yes okay. so yeah. what happens so, so is it's like a detective story <clears throat> just not in a like modern period okay exactly right and it's and cool. whatever videos you've seen of the of the like graphics or whatever until you like play it on a hd screen or whatever it is gorgeous it is like so weirdly awesome to look at when you're playing it it's one of the most coolest aesthetics of any game i've played it's this one bit like shader that he's put over these models it's so good one bit it is one bit it's literally one bit graphics it's like macintosh graphics many like sepia tone black and white games but it's not even that you can change the you can change the graphical style like from like one bit uh, one bit macintosh to one bit like uh ibm or one bit like uh 
old like any of the old computers and it changes like the one bit graphical style of the shader to match the old computers that maybe you're used to it's that's in the settings and that's by the by but so what happens is you go on the ship and you have like this magical stopwatch that when you stand next to a skeleton you can flip out the stopwatch and you can like not pause time or or rewind time but you go into like the an alternate dimension of when the exact moment of the death happened mm. but it's not like a it's not a cutscene or anything it's oh it's murdered it's like, suspect no 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 it's it's a i don't know if it is i've never played the game but it's a <laughs> diorama it's essentially a diorama of the murder so everything is uh like freeze framed at the moment of the death and you have all the people involved standing still the weapon is like lodged into the person like you know whether they've been shot so like the you know half their head is exploding out the back of their skull or they like they've been clubbed to death so it just has like a club in the back of their head and but it's amazing so the idea is then you have like a period of time for the first time you check it out to walk around like you don't interact with them you don't move them or anything you walk around and you assess what has happened and the idea is that you have to piece together who the person is that died how they actually died because sometimes it'll trick you into thinking that they've been like stabbed but actually like the weapon was maybe like a bayonet or something so it's it was maybe like they were it has all this different terminology and you have to get it correct and the idea is you walk around these like dioramas almost like a like a an inverse crime scene and you have to then piece together who the killer was who the people involved were how they died but the way the game presents it is not in like a video game way at all. It's it doesn't like have like things that glow in front of you. That's like, ooh, look at this object, this shiny object. You can click it and it will give you a hint. It basically is you you walk into the diorama after hearing maybe like a a brief a brief bit of dialogue before the the diorama freezes. So you don't actually see it. You hear them talking. You hear the sounds of maybe the weapon so if it's like a sword you'll hear like clinking of steel or if it's like a gun you'll hear like the flint go off basically everything is a clue like the sound of the weapon you can hear while the text is appearing on the screen uh everyone has an ethnicity so the sound of their voice whether they're like scottish and they have a scottish accent that will give you a clue or maybe they're russian and they're speaking in russian everything is a clue in that game and you don't even realize it and like what they're wearing or maybe the way they're positioned like if they're injured um the clothes they're wearing de depends on like the rank of who they are so then you can single out maybe this person's of higher rank than this person so this person would be like a second mate or something like that and just everything around you you have to piece together to then put in this notebook how they died what what the situation was and oh my god when you get it right because it's so easy to like go down a rabbit hole of just like checking out tons of skeletons and then trying to like piece together like this guy killed this guy then this guy survived for another 10 minutes and then this guy killed him and then it did this and then oh, then this giant 
squid killed everyone, and then oh. you just well, it's spoilers. Like, spoilers. And it's Come like down. it's like one of the first things you see. So Wait, I wouldn't why do people always say that? Oh, it's not spoilers. It's Sorry. the first ten Sorry. minutes. Why do people say what? what, what? It, Every it, reviewer, it is. It, it IGN, is. It all is. you guys need to shut up. Need to shut up. <laughs> all yeah. But okay. Oh my god! <laughs> like you, the way you go down the rabbit hole in this game to try and figure stuff out is is amazing. It is really really good, and it's so hard to to stop thinking about it when you turn it off because there'll be like people whose faces because you have to kind of like pair them to this like crew picture of them all like there's this very blurry picture of all of the crew and you have to like sort of unblur it and the more you find out details about them the more clear they become in the picture and it's not like a you know a photo realistic picture it's like an old ship drawing so they're obscure anyway and it's slowly like you're unraveling who killed who or like what the fate of everyone. And oh man, when you get like when you get someone's fate right and it like typecasts it into the book, because like you're basically re- putting handwritten notes on top until like you're the, the character is dead sure that you've got it right. And then it will like sign them in. And it only reveals if you've got a fate right once you've got three of them. So for like a long time, you'll be sort of like second guessing yourself whether like the person you've chosen or written down is the correct person. But then once you've got three correct, the game will then tell you that three three more fates have been solved. So they're all tied together. And you're just like, fuck, I'm a genius. This is the best. So you mentioned giant squids. And and I wanted to question how serious into the historical period the game is so i'm I'm like super fascinated by history right now for apocalypse news reasons if you like (laughs) everything about the aesthetic is gonna amaze and and you know really geek out people who are into like historical aesthetics i say giant squid but like everything is very seeped in realism there isn't any magic all the weapons Giant are... squids are real! Yeah, exactly. It's... There, there have been a few recorded encounters George, in history you would love before this game. global warming made them all George, sick and wash just... up on the beach George, in Japan. George, trust me. I bet I would. It looks like totally my jam. And not enough games are set in that Napoleonic time period where guns were bad because of that. But there's so much more you can do with video games than violence. And, like, the social... Oh, systems going on wrong. during like, the, the like age of there's a lot of violence yeah. in this in terms of like static I mean, freeze frames of mm. murders and some of the way some of the ways people go out on this ship I would not want to die in that manner there, there but be... your primary means of interaction is like solving crimes and doing detective work right? I, I'm guessing there's like not a your primary button on your controller scheme isn't attack oh you don't, yeah you don't you don't do anything you can barely even open doors sometimes like you can just open a notebook like tick some boxes change some options close it walk around it's, yeah there's like no actual interaction with other characters or anything but you can still make a fun video game even with that limited set yeah 
Like, like we're talking about a guy who made a game out of doing paperwork. I would say, so far, I like this game more than Papers, Please. I, 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 I gotta say, Papers, Please, that game is really hard. Don't, yeah. Didn't finish it. Didn't, didn't, didn't finish that game. Mm-mm. I don't think there... Uh, I think I, I'm with and you, I Matt. I finished most of my games. I think I'm with you in the way that that game doesn't really incentivize you to finish it. Yeah. Because there is no overall narrative. You know, you just well, basically... Yeah, there's like... I mean, there is... movement that there bribes is, you. There is, there is. But like in Oberdin, it is very much all about trying to figure out what happened to the crew. And like, the more you play, the more some crew members pop up in multiple memories. And then you start to figure out who they were or what type of character they were and like you know how it ends for them but you like you're tracing back their history on the ship a little bit and you become kind of enthralled in figuring out the secrets of like the ship and what was happening like the the interpolitics of the ship is way more interesting and enthralling to follow than I felt with Papers, Please. And I'm hoping that it's a little more well, I, I I was about to say I'm hoping that it's a little more grounded in reality and stimulates my imagination for historical research. But when thinking back on it, Papers, Please did the exact same thing and got me going down to, like, Wikipedia hole of Cold War communist countries. This uh, is yeah. more like, if you like Master and Commander, <laughs> the aesthetic anyway, Yeah, you'll like this. Tricorn hats and, and spy glasses and, and puffy pirate shirts. Which is Soul Calibur. If you like investigative games or puzzle games and very or very good obscure narrative games, this is like Dark Souls-esque narrative where you have to piece Ooh. everything yourself together environmentally. There's barely any dialogue. There's no cutscenes or anything. It's very much about what you find out in the environment. It's almost Ooh. the best Sherlock Holmes game. Uh, Sherlock Holmes game without being Sherlock Holmes. It's very sounds, good. It sounds comfy and, and atmospheric. It's very, very good. I'm glad indie games exist, because we get like weird stuff like this. I mean, I may Man, not yeah. fully dive into like things like paper, Papers, Please, but it's, it's really nice to see people play it, though. And games like this only cost like twenty dollars. It's yeah, they're usually it's a cheap, third of the price, you know. and yeah. I've already played four hours of it, and that's like been this is my god, like I excellent. I, we grew up with like the AAA stuff, man. Yeah, man. And when you get older, man, it gets boring, man. I was thinking it about it. like Soul Calibur is and like the, the standardization. only AAA game I've played recently. Like that felt like a big release. Uh, And it's also not the collect-a-thon, you know, third-person, behind-the-back camera, one-third rules, kind of run around a a blob map holding the loop button. Yeah, it felt like Like a more traditional... feels more like a regular AAA game than Soul Calibur. Yeah, it's weird, because Soul Calibur just feels like, you know, like a big series release, like the next edition... Even though it has its budget cuts. And even though it's not, like, one of the most famous series out there. I mean, obviously, we're going to have Red Dead Redemption coming out this week, but... Yeah, it's a shame. Soul Calibur is is still not... It is glory days in the early 2000s, but it's still... This is still a good one. 
Oh, man. Uh, it's really the only fighting game I've been able to... Jump into? I, I've really dig into. Like, like 40 or more hours. Soul Calibur 1 and 2. And maybe King of Fighters 13 are the only fighting games that sucked me hard like that. Wait, did I just say that? Yep, yep. Yep, you did. And you still suck at it. I don't suck at it! <laughs> it's been a... It's been a pretty good time for games this year. Kind of hard to keep up with everything. Uh, Matt, what you got? Uh, hmm. I have got a ton, but I did play... I played outside of the group I normally play with in D&D. I went to the shop up north. And when you hear D&D, you know that image you get? I, I'm, I'm going to try to... <laughs> But try to be respectful Dude, here. You literally just <laughs> you literally just shout on like everyone. Everyone knows what you meant. I can smell the poop from here. <laughs> you know what? See, I'm glad you mentioned that. Ow. I'm glad you mentioned poop. Um, no. Because no okay, okay. No okay. way. Okay, we are in a room. Oh uh, the dungeon master was a good dungeon master. Okay. Uh, uh, he he got he said he got taught by the person who made the game. What years ago to do with poop though um but the smell of the room was oh yeah um there was a guy next to me who uh kept farting and uh no one addressed it no 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 one no No one wanted to say anything no one one addressed it you know there was a new there was me i was new and then there was another guy next to me that was new and you know it was no one seemed to be reacted to to anything the smell nothing but uh it God. it was very interesting to play a game with like super super like the super nerds they're not very it's not very like open to you know you making jokes or anything like that when you try to kind of the try derail yeah you try to derail <laughs> a couple things um it doesn't really work um, and the dungeon master, it wasn't the dungeon master's fault. It was more like the players that I was playing with that were like, I had like a moody rogue that was, he got frustrated at like everything. Like if we're not following the specific path all the time, following the plan, he gets mad in real life that it wasn't a role playing thing. It was getting mad and it was, it made the whole room uncomfortable I almost wanted to leave at one point, but I was like, nah, I want my adventure, adventure points because I want to level up. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I drove 40 minutes. I'm going to get my points and I'm going to leave. Um, and it was it was it was cool. It was like a good map. Like it, you, you have to go through these tombs and then you uh, some like some type of God possesses you or whatever like that. And you get like these crazy powers. But it it like turns your character weird. Like I got this guy who. Uh, who makes you be do things recklessly you can't follow the plan mm-hmm. at any point so you, your character has to like constantly do stupid stuff <laughs> so which is, stupidity is like a game mechanic yeah yeah which which works with my Whoa. character which works but oh yeah. that's like old fallout yeah yeah God, yeah yeah that, that like drastically changes the dialogue options in the story for low intelligence characters yeah and if you role play well it makes for a very fun experience so, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to, 
tuntuu And it sucks because I have one of the pieces and I'm I think I need to talk to the, the dungeon master but like yo can you just hand my important piece to someone there because I don't think I'm gonna be coming mm. back. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. You it, just said that. Yeah, because it, it, it's weird when y- you really do, like for people who have had a bad experience um, playing the game, I would say you definitely have to find the right group of people. And I don't I don't even necessarily have a group. I just have a bunch of people I've met through like four times of going to the same place that we all sometimes hook up. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes I have a new uh, dungeon master. Sometimes I have a new uh uh, set of players and but they all have like the same we all have the same vibe we're, we're there to have fun you know we role play and everything like that we we do get serious but it's not to the point that people get mad at each other or anything like that it's like a good environment at the place i go to but this place is something completely different uh. completely different i guess because i was in san diego so if, you know in inland california it's a little bit different but yeah so that is that is my experience um with the nerds so remember when that uh magic the gathering meme was being passed around of the guy like praying to god next to everyone's exposed butt crack and it started a dialogue on how like personal hygiene is is like a little important when you're sharing spaces with with other people i really thought that that would like that people would know by now that that shit's not cool. It's, it's, it's not, not funny. It's not your quirky little nerd charm stinking up the room. It's like <laughs> a legitimately unpleasant physiological reaction yeah. you are forcing other people to endure. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I'm not. I ain't got time for that shit. Try- that shit repelled me away from the game room in, in Dragon Cop. Man, I don't know if you remember that, but that was... Was it worse than than the game room in Dragon Con, or, or it's, better? It's no, it wasn't better. Nothing was better about that. <sighs> Nothing okay. was better about that. I was, you know, I don't know how you leave the house that way. It reminds me of working at Micro Center during Black Friday, when mm-hmm. all the nerds would come out, and. You know, some of them are literally just wearing clothes that they've been wearing for a week. You can kind of tell because oh. they have a little bit of stains on them, you know, and a week's worth of stains. And they they carry around this aura, you know, just like this. This You can see the stink lines coming away from them. God. <laughs> and no one wants to help them. It doesn't matter how much they're, they're paying for a computer. No one no one wants to even stand. <laughs> Like I just okay if you if you are are a nerd who does not often cleanse yourself before meeting other people Yeah, I mean if do. you're in your own home, then do as you wish, but Yeah. If you're going out to play games and like with D D you sat there for like a few hours. Like you're gonna like, perspire anyway, but if you're going out and you've not taken care of yourself At some point I, I have to wonder if it's like courtesy or if it's laziness, or if it's, like, some legitimate help that these people need. And and they're fine. Like, how serious? And I'm fine. Like, these people are cool people. They just... They just smelled. <laughs> they just... 
just just smelled. <laughs> That's <laughs> nothing was other than like the the moody guy that everyone else was like cool people. Just it's it's called speed stick. It's I, not expensive. When I when I got in there, I was like, oh, I might have made a mistake. <laughs> I might have made a mistake. Because, see, this is what I, th- you know, the stereotypical, you know, dungeon. Because it's not like that. It's it's really not like that. You can play Dungeons and Dragons with, with anybody, any any type of crew. It doesn't have to be like this. You know, it's the same thing. Like, people who play video games, they don't all sweaty nerds who live in the mom's basement. I've met a couple. Hopefully. But, yeah, <laughs> exactly. We know they're out there. George yeah, they're out there. Yeah, I made it out. You can too. <laughs> um, you guys ever play Zone of the Enders? Yeah, I played the VR version last year as well. Fuck, that was bad. Oh shit! Wait, it was bad. Do, do you do you remember what the Zone of the Enders, uh, like, camera hopping was like? Uh, well, I never did play the second one. I played um. The first a couple times, but if the second one's, like, in the cockpit the whole time, I, uh... You know, I'd be curious to know what that looks like from the first-person perspective, but I can't imagine it getting very dizzying and nauseating and not being that playable. Just bad, I guess like, it's, the, the, the auto, uh... What is it? The auto-aim camera in Zone of the Enders 2, where it just hops between targets in VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. Well, I, uh... I'm I'm looking forward to that after I finish the first game. Uh, I, I signed up for a uh, GameFly account. We'll see how it works out for me. But I, I picked as one of my first wah, short little rentals the Zone of the Enders HD collection, and then I'll swap that out for Zoe 2, the VR re-release later. And it's bringing back a lot of memories. So if you guys remember, this game came with a demo of Metal Gear Solid 2, before yeah. <clears throat> Metal Gear Solid 2 came out, which was going to happen about seven to eight months-ish after. I, I remember it was early in the year 2001 that Zoe came out, and then late in the year that MGS2 came out. And Zoe sold bundles just because of that included demo. And one of my childhood friends was one of those kids who bought it just for the just for the demo. And uh, this kid, let's let's call him Jim. Jim was one of those kids who had everything. Was he really good, cool, Jim? Uh, uh, no. I am oh. changing his name to protect the innocent because we were both about 10 or 11 years old at the time. But Jim, I mean, I'm pretty sure I was a spoiled, rotten kid. Jim, on the other hand, he he pushed it to 11. He had a PS2 in early 2001 when it was the hypest, hottest, most expensive shit. Um, he had a Dreamcast with both Power Stone games. Uh, he had a PlayStation 1, which meant he had already by that point played MGS1 and, and knew what the hype was about, and I did not. Um, and in retrospect, I guess his mom and my mom must have met each other in, in divorced women support groups. But Because when looking back, his mom was a, a lawyer who was recently divorced. He was living in this big, fancy lawyer house with a big, fancy lawyer TV. He had two big, cuddly dogs and all these video games. And at some point in that night, after playing Zone of the Enders, 
and before watching Rush Hour on DVD, uh, he chased me with a katana. He had a katana. I don't know if it was a replica katana or a real katana, but it scared the shit out of me. I don't... I, you, yeah. Okay, so I'm sure we've all had occasional experiences in life where, like, you, you have a close call, and you're like, oh, that's what that looks like from a first-person perspective inside of my body. <laughs> and, and, and Real life far cry. At, at, at a child pointing a katana at me and then screaming and chasing me through the big fancy house with god what a spoiled ass kid um i mean what did you like, do george i panicked i screamed his mom came over and chastised him for chasing me with a sword i mean she should have done more than that right like take him to <laughs> therapy or something or not give their child uh, uh, either real weapons or replica weapons to terrify their friends with. And I put friends in quotes, but... Uh, I'm down for arming children with katanas. After this encounter, I did not hang out with Jim ever again. Um, I don't know I, if, if my mom and his mom remained friends, but that kid was a... I hope Jim is listening. I hope Jim has uh, grown up to learn some humility and modesty and... Uh, <laughs> and not just you know, people and, with katanas. Right, right. Don't, please, please tell me you've outgrown that habit, Jim. Anyways, yeah, uh, God, it was also the second time in my life I got chastised for giving an adult the middle finger, and I didn't even know what the middle finger was, because I was a 10-year... Am I wrong? The middle finger is the most arbitrary-ass thing. Kids will accidentally give people middle fingers because they don't know. So, we, are, you, are you wanting to talk about Zone of the Enders, or you just wanted uh, to vent about Jim? Good point. Good point. Yeah, no. Um, whenever I think about Zone of the Enders, I think of... Um, I know we talk about quote, some unquote, serious Jim. issues on Den Sons. Um, yeah, yeah. Zone of the Enders, it's, uh, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, combat is, is really some freaking one-button mashing stuff that I hope gets more complicated in the sequel. And I hear it is, because... Right now, you kind of just mash square, but it's from a very, very particular time where PS2 games were extremely short, extremely easy, and, like, flashy as hell. Like, it's a tech demo game far, far out of its time and place. But the thing that's still fascinating about it is this, uh, like, like interesting story that, that shows a anime space battle from a clueless, dumb child's perspective who, uh seems to relate to these like normal houses and normal roads that are in the space colony as i've grown older I've, I've seen shit like that in gundam and other kojima games police knots is all about that juxtaposition but as a kid it was really really fascinating to look at the space colony see normal houses normal cars and a clueless 10 year old boy like what i was at the time and be like huh yeah no i guess if people end up going to space they, they might still be normal people and it's a fascinating visual style and setting and i'm wondering though what else is uh going to be compelling about the game as as i go through it and finally finally finish something something up um fi finally finish it up after all those years but yeah oh it's it's okay it's it's, so it's, you, it's, 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 it's cute so you spend your time giving up on Assassin's Creed to play Zone of the Enders. Uh, yeah, I play you a little bit more Assassin's Creed. Balls, you? I mean, it's more interesting than AAA Sandbox Collectathon 17. Wow. Considering last week you were saying it was still fun, that's quite the change. Yeah, 
because I, I was doing the Google Street View compared to the Assassin's Creed version of the city thing. This week, So I, I was right. You were having more fun yeah, going down Wikipedia using Google you Maps. You were. You totally were, because I went back to the main story, did some side quests. I was bored out of my mind. I do not like the combat in that game, especially through the streaming. Everything feels so... Uh, laggy and delayed and even once your attacks hit like that odyssey just feels like it's lacking impact and, and like a satisfying feel to its combat animations your character darts with with no sense of like weight or inertia to her and and all of everyone's voice acting is is monotone triple a sandbox number 17 you can hear her clearly change her uh her her intonations mid line well not mid line but mid recording one line will be recorded in a different day than the next line in the same paragraph and there's I'm I'm seeing glitches like like I'm wondering if it's the Google Stream version if it's if it's that I'm wondering if I'm spoiling mm, myself because of that yeah, Google Stream version that might be yeah that might be the case there might be some sort of off. But the game design oh, yeah. still feels fetchy. I still feel like I'm holding a move button, mashing some attack buttons, and not really doing a lot of thinking with my brain when I was ticking off these quests. Maybe that's why and... I like Oberdin so much. Uh-huh. Oberdin and doesn't Soul Calibur, like That yeah. is my brain going harder than Assassin's Creed did. Yeah, but even then, like... I could just press buttons and it does attacks for me. Oh my gosh! But at least you're like giggling. They have, they have a satisfying That's true. feel. I will they admit, polish to their animation. Like the most fun I've had with it so far. Um, don't sleep even on those losing. single player modes. Even losing, it was still fun to play. I think it's just I haven't played a good fighting game in a while since moving to Japan. Yeah, I haven't really played a fighting game yeah. in a while. I used to play a lot. I played a. L I played so much Street Fighter Four in university and. Marvel vs. Capcom, which is the only fighting game I've ever been good at. I was so good at Marvel vs. Capcom 3 that I beat Seth Keelian at Marvel vs. Capcom 3. That was my claim to fame for a while. Wait, Seth Keely? Jeff Keely. Keelian. Keelian. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I was like, the brother of Jeff Keely? <laughs> <laughs> Beth Keely? David Keely? Jeff Keely, like the, the robotic guy, the host. Jeff to Keely? No, stop. Don't threaten to kill people on the, the dad and cast. Doesn't Jeff Keely kind of like remind you of the guy from Facebook? Like very robotic? A little bit, yeah. yeah. I can see that. I, someone yeah. posted this Twitter of Je uh, Jeff Keely the other day. Zuckerberg? Uh, that I think you guys should see. It's, it's fucking incredible. If I can find it. I would love to have okay. him on the show. Jeff Keely. Uh, you know, stop being a Ryan Seacrest and and jump in to our show. Hang out with the smelly, sweaty nerds. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Where is it? I can't remember what it was called. How can I even post a link to the picture for the listeners oh, at home? I know. I want everyone to see. It was like for an advert for a TV uh. show he did once. It was like Jeff Keighley's yeah, like game on or something. Jeff Keighley's game on. Oh. Uh you think we might be able to find it over the break? Jeff Keighley, game on. Wait, Photo. wait. 
Wait, no, no, no break. No break. I, 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 what do you mean? <laughs> I just got my freedom. <laughs> <laughs> but, God. Oh, oh, all right. I really, really have to poop. All right, go, go, go poop. <laughs> Speaking of smelly nuts. Old Spice body wash can't block odor for 16 hours. What? Welcome back to the Dad and Sons Hygienic Podcast. I, I, we all smell. I, no, no, we don't. We don't. We don't. I, I, I am, I am free again. I am free again. This is gonna be the last week where I have to kind of um, tame myself around my cousins eating <laughs> breakfast in the morning. Um, tame yourself be, because you know usually I record this outside so I can be as loud and as raunchy as I. Wanna be? So the whole but world can it's know cold how outside. It's very cold outside. It's very, it's very cold outside. Uh, so, I wanna, I, I do wanna say, uh, uh, Path of Exile, still playing that, still cool. Uh, the story is weird, um, but the 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 voice acting is just like ear porn. That's it's only no, it's described as ear porn. The, the, the good kind, right? The good kind. Mm, just riding in your not, ear. Not not ear like hardcore rough porn. No no no. no more not. more like ear softcore aesthetically pleasing porn. Mm, yeah 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 yeah. Good slow slow strokes. Um. So <laughs> also uh. <laughs> Jeez. Um. We haven't talked about you know the, the the well. I haven't brung up I guess Netflix no chill in quite a while. So I th- I thought I might slip this in since I actually Holy had a chance. A return so. of a fan favorite. Yeah yeah yeah. And soon you'll be moving <laughs> fan apart- to ten people. <laughs> and soon you'll be moving apartments, which means uh, maybe there won't be no chill no more. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> maybe no more chill. <laughs> maybe maybe, anyway. maybe there'll be weird ass new roommates for us to explore. No no, it's just me. It's I like with. living by myself. I quite yeah. I'm gonna enjoy mm. that. So Netflix no chill. I watched Manic. Okay. Shit, I want to watch that. Ugh. It looks good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I forgot it came out, and I was like, "Oh my god, it came out on Netflix!" And I just jumped onto that immediately. Um, so, if people don't know, Jonah Hill and Emma Stone, it's like the the leaders of this this guy. Uh, mm-hmm. The series, I guess, the series. Um, yeah. And you. How do I not spoil this? Ba- basically, I guess in the trailer you kind of see them go through a trial, um, where they're trying to heal their mind, I guess, because they're crazy heal or your mind. depressed. Yeah, and um, a lot more. It, it's not what the trailer makes it seem. Um, it is, of course, you're going through this. Um, I guess computer. 
healing machine thing where they're um, doing scenarios where um, that's supposed to heal them. But um, there's a lot more going on with this. And I don't know if it was perfectly executed, but what I can say is that the vibe of this, like the, the aesthetic of this show is just phenomenal. Like it's great. Um, you got like, it's like a mix of 90s sci-fi, like neon feel with like a little bit of Japanese little culture in there as well yeah i heard about what? that I, yeah i was talking yeah. to someone about it and he was going on about it had like edo period stuff or showa period stuff too and i think her name is uh her name is azumi dr azumi in the in the show but uh sonia i think is her real name she was like a, a model that turned actor she was in ex machina as like the the robot that never talked Basically. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she was in La La Land as well. She is so good in this show. <laughs> she is so good in this show. There's a, a lot of the supporting actors are great. Emma Stone, of course, is, is always great. She's a good actor. It's just that everyone else is so good that it makes Jonah Hill look kind of garbage. Really? Yeah. And, and Jonah Hill's like, you know, he graduated from an actor school. Like, he's an actor. But I don't, I, I feel like maybe it was, a, that's the way he was supposed to act. A very moody, you know, like constantly, you know, depressed, but also kind type of, like, actor kind of just talking very slowly. Like, it's, um, it's interesting. Um, in the beginning, you don't really realize it. It seems like he's playing his part, but during when you're going through the scenarios and stuff, it doesn't fit well with everyone else because everyone else is is great. Wait, you know? wait, and Jonah when Hill, everyone who? else is great around you, and you are just not you're not changing yourself enough to to kind of fit like the different scenarios that you're going through. Like it, he's mm. he's like funny. Yeah, he's he's like a funny fat guy. But he's not I big know, he's anymore, pretty, dude. He's, he's not pretty the, good in some stuff. You can't, you can't say that, George. You can't, you can't say that. He's trying to run away from the whole he's fat a guy chub. from Hollywood. He's trying to run away from that. He lost weight for that very reason. He doesn't want to be, be more that. serious. Yes, he he actually directed the movie now. It's uh, the mid '90s. I want to watch it. I'm I'm pretty sure it's gonna be pretty sure it's gonna be. Good. He he might be more of a director than an actor, and maybe this might kind of push him into doing different things. You know, people learn. People learn. Just uh, gotta gotta like see it to believe. I can't. Oh my god! Yeah, he did lose weight. That's not Jonah Hill. I'm sorry. I just looked him up on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. He's, what? Who he's is slimmer. that person? Yeah, he needs he needs to gain some muscle. He lost too much weight and didn't really gain any shape. Now he's like a big wow. boned guy, so his like that looks knees are like huge. He, he looks to, like, nothing like the Jonah Hill characters I know and love. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, um, <laughs> damn man, just wait till the end of summer. I'm gonna look like that. Um, just wait till till Magfest. <laughs> you keep I'm, saying I'm that every up. year. You keep saying that every year. <laughs> you just wait. This year's the one. <laughs> but yeah, I, I. Long story short, 
I I think it's if you're if you're willing to just like just enjoy a series, it's not going to be perfect. I tell you that right now, but it's a it's a good ride. I would say. So, uh, it's a little speaking... unsatisfying at the end. I'm giving you a lot of different feelings right now, but I still feel like I needed to watch this. <laughs> it was still good. Speaking of 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 good rides that have cut a long story short. TechCrunch is reporting that Oculus has canceled the Rift 2 prototype, a next-generation headset in development Wait, for PC he platforms. Did he, did he just freaking segue? He segued. So he did, he did a mat. He did a mat to you. Yeah, yeah. He did a mat to mat. I did a reversal, like 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 when I uh, you know started winning all those matches at Soul Calibur. Oh, so also un- untrue. Um, so yeah, um, TechCrunch has a, a exclusive insider scoop story that they have broken out. They, um, report that Brendan Iribe, who's one of the founders at Oculus, left because they canceled a Rift 2 prototype. Um, about a year after the Facebook acquisition, Iribe stepped down as CEO of the company and started heading a research division on on the pc side of things and i'm wondering if that's supposedly what they were working on after the news facebook released a statement being like what we didn't cancel the rift 2 uh while we can't comment on our product roadmap specifics we do have future plans and can confirm that we are planning for a future version of rift a facebook spokesperson told told TechCrunch. they've already um, made two like versions offset from that and and what they Why are steering towards news? are are those mobile things because people have been looking forward to like next generation high end PC VR is why it's news. But this and was being this... made like after the Facebook acquisition, which was like three years ago. Like whatever tech that was, it was was obviously subpar. Now anyway, no, 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 no. The theory. And the, the, the direction that Facebook seems to be going is towards, like, cheaper mobile standalone stuff, like the Oculus Quest. Whereas what Brendan Iraba would have been working on is high-end PC peripherals for uh, fancy-ass-looking games with high PC requirements. And as people have, have, have markets have proven over the years, there's not that many people willing to pay for that so much on the PC platform. It's, it's consolidating down into, like, the PSVR and the Vive side of things, Whereas the future Oculus headsets are looking more and more like they're going to be using that that mobile Snapdragon, um, um, Nvidia, Nintendo Switch style hardware, and this is uh, like like comfort. This is news. What do you mean this isn't news? This is big news. This is okay. Okay, George. Matt, what do you think? As as an Oculus Rift owner, well, well former Oculus Rift owner. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? I, I I didn't sell that. I still got it. Oh, you do? Uh, yeah, I still got it. I I was. I mean, what am I gonna get? Like two hundred bucks for it? What's the point of selling it? What's two hundred bucks? Well, I, I guess thought we could, Matt uh, cared so much that he just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I may have blanked out. What? What <laughs> is actual news? Oh my god! You're just like you are. Do you just not hear news? Maybe. Okay, Matt. 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 Let me, let me Maybe. reiterate. <laughs> news is like Matt, whatever. Matt, Matt, we don't got much time. Matt. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Are you strapped in? Yes. 
All right. TechCrunch um, hooked up with insider sources who know Brendan Iribe, who um, Wait, why are we doing this again? I was just getting to it. (laughs) (laughs) He has to go through a flow. Do it again. Did you phase out, Liam? Are you not hearing like Matt news and Matt's not hearing? This is like rock, paper, shotgun, but for dads and sons and sons. (laughs) Okay, now you ready? Are you strapped? I heard you twice now. And twice I didn't care about the news. If, if Matt, this is going to be Matt. left in, I want to say that I am oh trying to God. get an apartment. And that's what had my attention for a yeah, quick second. Right. And that's, that's, yeah, that's what like, happened. Uh, have you, have <laughs> you been shopping right, for apartments right. every week then? Fine. <laughs> Moving on. Liam, GTA modders have found an exploit enabling them to kill players, explode their vehicles, spawn stuff right in your path in single player modes of this online only game with ridiculous DRM that allows these sorts of security vulnerabilities to exist. Rockstar has supposedly patched See, it a couple days after people out, found out. This is why I zone out. What is this, man? What are, what are we talking about here, man? I mean, to be fair, in like, by the time this podcast comes out, Whatever care Rockstar have for GTA Online will very heavily trans- transition into caring about the Cowboys Online, which isn't even a day one thing, supposedly. comes later. There's no so online. Do we know if, if Red Dead Redemption 2 is a, a online-only game? Are they requiring that for single-player no shit? And it's, no idea. No idea. Because it's such bullshit. This is such bullshit. Wait, what? Hold up. What? No. Online-only? GTA yes, on Matt, did you yeah. just phase out? Did you phase out again? No, you said Red Dead Redemption is online only? No, no I didn't. No, no, no. I asked. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that, okay, that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Slowly, we're killing him. GTA 5 is online only for sure. That's how people have been able to spawn stuff into people's yeah. well, It is. I mean, it is called the- GTA Online. So. Yeah. I meant to say GTA 5! Ah! I hate that thing so much. This is your um your 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 bread and butter though, Liam. This it's my is my Magnum opus. This is where, where your <laughs> your credits really are. If if you had to if you had to put it into a percentage, oh, how much God, did what? you how much did you put into the game? How much did you contribute to this very news story of hackers being able to harass people when they just want to play games by themselves? Oh, I don't know. Of, if if we're talking like my overall time at Rockstar, if we break it down into like the segments of stuff that I worked on, obviously I worked on kind of all areas of GTA V and I worked on other projects like mobile ports for San Andreas and stuff like that. But specifically GTA V, I was like... 60 to 70 percent on gta 5 multiplayer during my time there so unfortunately i know so, all about rockstar social club id numbers and the problem with rockstar social club in the first place because it's a pile of shit this is the same as all third oh, party shit. denigrating comments from former rockstar employee oh shut up don't go there wait a minute well, yeah so let's talk about rockstar man how do you feel about rockstar you know, feel different to last week. I will admit that I feel different to last week because last yeah, week, last week, as you both know, last week we we held our tongues. I was quaking in my boots. <laughs> Basically, I'll, I will, I will, I will denigrate it to a lot of people were looking forward to my opinion. 
because they know that I worked at Rockstar. Now, the problem is with being a public persona who talks about video games, who is known for working at Rockstar, it means that Rockstar also know that you talk about Rockstar publicly to 70,000 plus people. It's kind of scary. So when everything 70? was kicking off last week, um, prior to employees speaking, uh, I was a bit hesitant to talk because... Rockstar, as everyone now knows, is quite the uh, quite the beast when it comes to employee uh, rights and exploitation and overtime. You mean like the devil? They're trying their hardest for for, for damage control right the now, though. Yeah. They're trying six, their six, six. hardest. But they seem to, well, under pressure, have changed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the studio I used to be a for part this of, week. Rockstar Lincoln, uh, which is predominantly QA, uh didn't get to talk about it until there was a huge push why like why are all the devs talking about it there are like the this other part of the studio is seemingly very quiet and that's because that's the studio that works the most overtime like they run QA and localization into the ground or they have done for many years but after all of this stuff they changed it so overtime is no longer mandatory and for whatever Rockstar said, I can guarantee you the only thing I will definitely 100% say, overtime was always mandatory at Rockstar. It was never, ever optional. Whatever PR message comes out or whatever the Howser Brothers say, no matter what, overtime was I, always mandatory am, at am Rockstar. I, am I cutting that? Or? No, no, you can, you can oh, okay. leave that bit in. But that's it. It was it was mandatory, and people who still work there now have come out and said the same, that they're allowed to not sugarcoat it, which is fine. I'm still a little hesitant, because Rockstar is scary. But 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 they did say this was a thing, and you can print that print that tweet out and bring it to the courthouse. Well, I don't work there anymore, so I probably they probably don't care. I mean, they credit they put me in the credits, so I guess they you also still, left the country. They still like me. Um, no, I enjoyed what, what Liam is trying to with... say is that Rockstar is garbage and they like to, no! to, to trash no, any person to... who comes no. in because they can be replaced by any dope from college who That's wants to make true. games for a living. <laughs> That's just grinding them it. out, grinding them to dust, yeah, and spitting no, them back that's... out. That's the sad reality. Unfortunately, one of the many messages to exploit you into working overtime was that this is a job that thousands of people want. Want, yeah. Uh, so we will just replace you if you don't do the work. Unfortunately, that was the sad truth of some of it. Um, but no, RDR2 will be great. People should buy it because no matter what, it will be a good game and you should support the people who worked hard on it. Not that that justifies the long hours. Um, but ultimately... Well, that money goes to the publisher and not yeah, the developer. Yeah, but people get bonuses based on how well a game does. That's very, also... Very, very small bonuses. Well, I don't know. <laughs> at least the guys at Telltale did. Yeah, Rockstar are a bit more generous and also a bit more well-off than Telltale by the tenfold. So... I mean, if Rockstar will find one million like Telltale, that'd be like, it'd just be like Dan Houser's Coke bill for the month. God. Um, God, a million dollars in Coke. No, I, I'm just, as I don't, a game I no developer. Can you imagine? I'm just messing. <laughs> I have no idea. How does he get anything done if he's on a million dollars of Coke? 
Just... I, I suppose I should clarify. We we are not here allegedly claiming that the Dan Hauser. No, we are. Our, we we actually no are. No, we're not. Matt, don't do this, Matt. Oh my god, we're gonna get sued like fourteen times. <laughs> do you like that new apartment you want to move into? Because it'll get taken away from you. <laughs> they can't find me. My name is Matt Fisher on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll find out after this mailbag segment and the subsequent release of the podcast and I return the week after. <gasps> so, by Red Dead Redemption 2. Dan Sons, sponsored by Red Dead Redemption 2. First up, we have an email from Eric B. that was sent to our lovely inbox at dadandsonspodcast. Eric B. sponsored by Rockstar. Eric, you spell your name wrong. <sighs> Eric B. says, Hi dads, hi sons, are you guys keen on creating narratives? If so, describe the future scenario in which an original NES console is booted up and played on for the very last time in human or post-human history. So I have a proposal for a fun game, you guys, for, for the two of you okay. and, and for me. That is, I'm going to say a sentence of this story. You guys can follow it up with the next sentence of this story. And the story ultimately has to be about the very last time in human or post-human history anyone boots an original NES console up. Are you guys ready? Okay. Sentence number one of our original short dad story is Matt Visual walked in the room. Oh, okay. Uh, Matt Visual walked in the room and he went over to the kitchen. <laughs> All right, Liam, your turn. He made a taco. <laughs> A robot taco from the future. <laughs> Matt? A robot taco? A robot taco? What is a robot taco? Uh, Liam, your turn. <laughs> As he says to himself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, Liam, how do you follow that up? <laughs> Matt looked puzzled at his robot taco. Taco? Taco. <laughs> Leave that in the book. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this taco i taste some pcb chips in here from from the late 20th century of of human civilization oh i wonder i wonder what what electronic device these taco ingredients came from <laughs> what how do i follow that crap up <laughs> he spits it out <laughs> <laughs> he spits it out what is this nonsense i'm thinking and <laughs> as he spat it out the chips Neatly aligned on a motherboard. <laughs> this and must be a prophecy, he said. <laughs> it says, George lost that dive kick. <laughs> and underneath, in giant lettering, it said, N-E, George lost at Soul Calibur 6 as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Matt sighed, put his pants on, and said, time to play some old video games, I guess. Um, as soon as he <laughs> grabs a cartridge. cartridge. Wait, we've jumped oh. straight to the, just that he now knows what video games are. <laughs> Wait a I assume that this is what Robomat has been doing for hundreds of years, eating these tacos. And anyways. Yeah, he takes his pants back off and... <laughs> <laughs> Goes towards his um, his uh, collection. He picks out the wonderful Tetris and puts it in Ugh. for what might be the last time. 
in history or post-human history <laughs> that an NES console would be booted up. Because at that moment, um, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's it. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. So he took the cartridge. He takes it out to blow the cartridge. <laughs> he took the cartridge out to blow it. But then the moon crashed into the earth, and Matt died pantless. And that was the last time an original NES console is ever going to be booted up and played for the very last time in human or post-human history. Also, doesn't Chewbacca die by having a moon land on That was a mess. (laughs) Are you serious? I believe in the comic canon, Chewbacca dies by, like, being on a planet where a moon lands on him. (laughs) Was he playing a Nintendo? How did, did he Chewbacca have pants die? On. Yeah, yeah. In the 1990 novel Vector Prime by R.A. Salvatore, the, fir- the first in the New Jedi Order series, Chewbacca sacrifices his life to save Han's son Anakin from a collision between the planet Seren Piddle and one of its moons. Lumpawapurump uh, and Lobacca offer to assume Chewbacca's life's debt to Han. Remember how Chewbacca's like little cousin in the TV show Christmas special was named Lumpy the Wookiee? How do uh, they come up with these names? I don't know, but Matt died the same way Chewbacca did. <laughs> so you guys, <laughs> Robo Matt eating his Robo Taco. Oh my God! Uh, is this so our you... friend Pitor? Peter Pitor. Yeah, yeah, you guys. Pitoa. You guys remember. Piotr, from uh, last week with the the light speed play by email spaceship combat game, right? Oh yep. yeah. Piotr has a question. Seeing how you are all professional game producers slash reviewers slash players, I would like to <laughs> throw that <laughs> name around loosely. Very generous, there, Piotr. I would like to ask you what I kind of filler content. Apartment. There's nothing professional about us. <laughs> we just talked like about to... robot tacos. I would like to ask you what kind of filler content and in which circumstances do you find most acceptable? I presume the name evokes bad memories of question mark filled maps and grinding for XP, but if one were to remove all that is not strictly necessary, games would take half an hour and books would be 50 pages long. That's not true. Uh, Yeah, I feel like that's debatable. One needs to pad out the length of the game somehow, aka give players an opportunity to play around with games and systems, and the result will be different in FPSs, RPGs, and adventure games, but how should it look like? Mini games. I, yeah, the question I think here is a matter of perspective. If the content's gonna feel like filler, they're already doing it wrong. Like you should not conscientiously, as a developer, be labeling stuff filler. At that yeah. point, you're kind of selling yourself short. And it might. And, and if it does not feel, if if the padding, if side quests are filler, every RPG ever that's ever had a side quest is filler. It's not part of the main narrative. So. But if it's good, it's not going to feel like filler. You wouldn't even know. Do you define it still as filler? Do you do you call it enjoyable filler? Or like the bubble ninjas from One Piece? Um, enjoyable filler? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the side quests in The Witcher 3. They were really freaking good. They totally yeah. padded out the length, but they did not feel like filler because I feel like anyone who played those games and didn't do them was missing out on the best part of that game. Yeah, it's yeah, more it took like that seasoning from... for the main dish, you know? Yeah. It made the, the main story better. It's not like Nino Kuni. I keep thinking about Nino Kuni every single time. But Nino Kuni with the base building and all this type of stuff, like that game would have been a lot shorter if I didn't have to build a kingdom and all this type of crap and 
keeps fast traveling back to the kingdom to do some random like, quest to help some person I didn't care about. You know, and that's and that's better. why I also think it's questionable thinking that like any kind of media needs to be padded out. If if the media would only last thirty minutes without the filler, then maybe it should just be, be thirty, 30 minutes, minutes long. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, and and TV shows and Netflix shows are like of a shorter length, and no one has been complaining this whole time about that because that like, actually allows with, producers to fill with completely other it. modes. I think is fine. The games that have mini games in them, like Triple Triad or Gwent, stuff oh, yeah. that Does is that fleshed. Count as filler? No, I don't but that's know, the point. Because it's good. But yeah, exactly. But that's my point. It's like if you if you are talking about filler, where it's side quests that are just watered down, shitty versions of the main quest, like fetch quests, which are inherently bad. Then oh, I'm missing my pumpkins. Go find my pumpkins. I'm missing my pumpkins, all 57 of them. Yeah. Who wants 57 pumpkins, woman? But, yeah. you know, like, but if it's like a, like if it's like Gwent, and the idea is that you have this whole other thing going on as a part of the game, where maybe it intertwines with the main narrative where you have to play, you have to train to get good at Gwent so you can beat, like an like a a baron because he's really really good and to get information from him you need to like go in like a mental match of Gwent against him but to do that you have to like go to different pubs around the the world of the Witcher to get better at Gwent like that would be good because you're you're unraveling a new fleshed out mode into it while also fleshing out the main narrative and. Or there could be fun, memorable stories to it. I have vivid-ass memories of the side quest in The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine of the dwarves who start a riot because they didn't like the rules in the new version of Gwent. Yeah. <laughs> Just like old nerds everywhere. Yeah. Collect 56 of my chickens and throw them back in my coop. Like, that seems like it was something conscientiously developed as filler. The examples we're giving, I feel like there's creative energy there. Like, you can tell there was a passion put into making it. Like, it was. it's an interesting idea... That um, that they are uh, 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 throwing their their established mechanics that they already know are fun. They're throwing those things into new interesting scenarios rather than throwing them at you again and again and again. It's really hard because filler, by definition, is a negative connotation in media. Yep. So which which he says. Yeah. So I mean, there's already a lot of filler out there that you just don't realize is filler because and and you no, like it. Piotr, you say, if one were to remove all those not strictly necessary, games would take half an hour and books would be 50 pages long. Then, in that case, they'd be called a demo and a short story and would already have an established, acceptable, beloved place in the world to exist in. That's so, true. So, I think we're good. I I think people are are have, have accepted a standard of what counts as filler and whatnot, and that the term fetch quest has a narrow Tell enough definition. Tell us your favorite filler. Uh, send us questions. We are actually running low on questions this week, but next week we would like to have plenty. So mail your questions in to Dad and Sons Podcast at gmail.com. Dad Den submissions as well, uh, which are your fantasy game ideas. Send us their name, their gameplay concept, their main mechanics, their art style, their themes, your projected money and time budget. For a fantasy game, you just want to hear us Only talk about and think about. is accepted. Uh... Uh, uh, brevity is is the soul of wit. Oh, only one. Paragraph. Also, 
add who underscore is underscore the underscore dad underscore so maybe seven. play Soul Calibur against one of us. <laughs> if our free PSN trial lasts that long. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I will post that name in the description uh, so you guys can try to, try to square off against um, um, Liam's, Liam's skills. Or George. And, or if I win, I'm Liam. But if I lose... It was George the whole time. I just can't win. No, um, I mean evidently. Um, if 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 you guys don't take baths, I recommend taking baths. <laughs> <laughs>